Hey, patrons, welcome to the bonus level where the three regular dudes talk about a random question that one of us has uh, related to gaming. This is Micah, and I'm here with Ryan and Mark, as always. Gentlemen, I have a question that I'll pose to you. What is your favorite game that others may have never heard of? Like the most niche niche game that you love? Well, Mark, you want to start off? You want me to? Um, go ahead. Take it away. All right. I've got two. Um, I'm going to start with a sports game, actually. Um, so FIFA has always been the big soccer game that's capitalized on everything. But my favorite soccer game of all time, which I don't think was very popular, um, was called World Tour Soccer 2002. Uh, hmm. this, was, this was a game for PS2. And the mechanics at the time, granted, if you played it now and compared it to, you know, like FIFA 21, it's not going to compare, I'm certain. But in its time, it was so smooth. The mechanics were excellent. You, you didn't feel like um, the game was controlling everything. You know, what, you know what I mean by that? Right. Like you didn't feel like the you had predetermined outcomes. Um, and this was a game... And in that time period that had, you know, multiplayer um, up to four player. And, you know, for PS2, you know, you had to have that multi-tap. So <laughs> if I'm going from a sports aspect that probably not a lot of people have played, that's what I'm going with. Um, I've, highly I've never heard of that one. I'm not either. Yeah, because, you know, I, I'm the soccer nerd um, in the group. So spent – Oh my gosh. Equivalent hours playing that as I do FIFA now. So um, highly recommend. And I checked not too long ago, actually, and I found a copy on eBay for $3. Wow. So you want an old school game that's kind of under the radar. That's a lot of fun. World Tour Soccer 2002. Okay. Uh, Interesting. I have another one. I don't know how popular this game was because it's been so long ago. Um, any of you familiar with the game for PlayStation One called Blasto? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, I've never heard of this Blasto. Yeah, okay, so you got to Google it and just look at some images on this okay. thing. But, um, is it PS1? Yeah, all right. So basically, it's a so then this is probably the more this is the better answer, then since you guys have not heard of it. Oh, it looks like. It looks like something like Double Fine would make, the guys who made Full Throttle. Yeah, it does a lot. But basically, it's a third-person shooter game, and it's developed by Sony. Um, and it was came out in 1998. Um, but basically, you were like – the thing it reminded me kind of was like a Johnny Bravo. That's like kind of what he looks like. Yeah, that's a good comparison. But he was um, – he would basically fought aliens in this game, and it was – Almost like the um, the Astrobot games on PS5. Yeah, it's it's got that same feel to it, um, but just super old school. Just looks crazy. Yeah, I mean, you would have like these crazy alien guns that you would kill them with, and you had like mazes you had to get through. Uh, like I said, the best comparison I can give you is Astrobot today, um, with like a Johnny Bravo character. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I've never heard of that, but that's neat. I, and I'm certain I have this game laying around somewhere, but I don't know where. Blasto. Yeah. This is like... Um, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's just a classic yeah, he looks. I mean, he, dude, he looks exactly like Johnny Bravo with... <laughs> With his blonde hair sticking out, and they just like put the Batman animated series cowl on his head. And you know, he acted a lot like Johnny Bravo it, in the game. Dude, it's almost like they just co opted the animation and <laughs> just like filled in enough to make him legally distinct. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I oh, know. Cool. Yeah. There were, I think there was, there were talks of a, a sequel to that game, but I don't think it ever happened. 
Blasto 2. Yep, no, it didn't happen. I looked it up. Yeah. Well, this... shout out to all the Blasto heads out there. Yeah, if you've ever heard of it, that is. <laughs> I'm going to look it up on uh, eBay, see what they're going for. Somebody on Reddit just says, I'm sorry, but how is Sony not capitalizing on Blasto 2 potential? <laughs> <laughs> so this must have been a decent, I mean, decent game for everyone else, too, because um, it's going for the cheapest I can see on eBay is $25 and oh, wow. up to 50 So for a PS1 game, that's... Yeah, that's not bad. Be good. Yeah. All right, Mark, you want to take it? Sure. So uh, the two games that came to my mind are both Xbox 360 games. Okay. Um, the first one, I don't remember how I ended up with this game, um, but it seems like Microsoft gave it to me for free. Um, and that is called The Mall. Have you all ever heard of that? The mall. The mall. Yep. No. Let me look it okay. up. So I can't remember much about it, but basically you're like this blue alien thing. And the mall is like this pink monster that's just like an eye, like one eye and like several teeth. It looks like a member um, berry from South Park. I have never seen South Park. Dude. What? Well, I've never seen a lot of South Park, uh, like 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 an episode here and there. Okay, acceptable. Continue. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, and it it plays kind of like um, kind of like a like you know like a Mario game or a Spyro game. Um, but it was you know I I don't know why I liked it so much, but I think it's for you know I got it for free. Um, and I was, it was like one of those, was like, well, I might as well see what it's like. And it was just like mindless fun. Right. Um, in fact, um, the 360 version of my Xbox profile still uses the gamer picture that like you got for downloading the game. There you go, man. It, it stuck with you then. It did. It did. I still think about that game. I actually have thought about, um, seeing if it's on the Microsoft store now and if it can be played on the series X just to see if it holds up. Interesting. Um, the other game, this one I this one I probably played more. Actually, I definitely played this one more than I played The Mall. Um, and this game has one of my favorite stories um, and specifically favorite horror stories. Um, and that is Alan Wake. Did you guys Dude, ever play that? Alan Wake is fantastic. I don't know Alan Wake. It's so some good. Details. Um, so basically Alan Wake, if I remember correctly, he's like an author. Yeah. He's a horror author. Yeah. Okay. Um, and him and his wife end up in this town and there's like a a storm or something. She goes missing and he keeps having this dream of like going to a lighthouse, but like this town is like mad freaky. Like there's like shadow people and, uh, you have to carry, like they can like physically harm you. So you have to like, I I really don't know how to put it into words. Um, Dude, they tell, like this is the game where they turn around and like walk at you backwards with their head hanging down. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, that game was scary, dude. Legitimately scary. Yeah, like I, I remember I I played through this whole game, dude. The whole time it was just like, man, this is this is like way better again, way better than I thought it was gonna be. And I just like, I remember I don't remember who I was watching on YouTube at the time, but they just like were like, yeah, I can't wait for Alan Wake to come out this week. And I was like, Alan Wake, that sounds kind of cool. And that's how I heard about the game. Mm-hmm. Um. I got a nine out of ten on Steam. It's it's so good. Dude, at one point it was leaving the Steam store, um, and so like I bought it and the, I guess like sort of second game, American Nightmare, um, mm-hmm. because they were taking it completely off the store, and I I figured you know, I I should buy it just because I you know I love those games, um, and Steam was like potentially the only way I was going to get to ever replay them. But highly recommend this, at least the first, like the main Alan Wake game. If you like, you know, a good, scary, intense game, uh, surprisingly really good story, likable characters. All right, Mark, I'm going to perhaps make your night. Okay. Okay. There's an article from Video Games Chronicle that the studio behind Control, Remedy, 
Remedy is reportedly making Alan Wake 2 with Epic Games. What? Yes. It, the story is March 31st, 2021. Oh, wow. That's hot off the press. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that is exciting. Definitely will be. If, that's, if that happens, we'll be buying that. Oh, for sure. 100%. <laughs> Control is fantastic. So this would be really good. I've been meaning to download Control now that it's on Game Pass. You'll like watch it's been on Game Pass for a while, but wow, yeah, Alan Wake Two reportedly in the works at Remedy. Awesome, and I've I've heard Control's really good, so that's uh, exciting for yeah. sure. It's on Eurogamer.net, Screen Rant. Yeah, everyone's picking this up. Polygon. Okay, that that is awesome. Yeah, we'll be buying that. There no question. Go. Awesome. Oh, by the way, the mall is on Steam. Okay. Just found that out. Um, so, but yeah, those are my two games. I got a question. This saying? isn't my game, but I have a question because this is very similar to Alan Wake, and I think you'd like it if you haven't um, already played it. Have you played the game Deadly Premonition? Uh, no, I have not. All right. Well, it is not. The gameplay is not as good as Alan Wake. Like the gameplay, kind of is garbage. Um, in fact, this whole game is like just super jank. But Deadly Premonition has one of the coolest stories, horror stories in a game that I've ever played. It it seems like if you guys have ever watched the old um, TV like sci-fi horror series Twin Peaks, uh, um, I want to get into that. So this game is is inspired heavily by Twin Peaks. Um, it's got like it got like a cult following of this game. It's it's good if you can appreciate just the story, but if you find it on sale, I know they put out a like a remastered version that that um, kind of cleaned up some of the stuff. If you if you come across it on sale, pick it up. I don't think you'll be disappointed with it. Just added it to my wish list on Steam. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Well, sweet. So, Micah, what is your game? So I have one that immediately came to my head. But since you guys mentioned two, I do have one that's an honorable mention. Um, I'll start with the honorable mention just because it's one that I, I haven't played the longest. Um, it's been the longest since I've played it. But it was an, a fighting game for the original PlayStation called Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. So... If you can imagine like a Soul Calibur type game or like a virtual fighter, but with Star Wars characters, um, that's the that's the game it was. So it, it was like you had people like uh, Leia, Han Solo, Luke, uh, Mara Jade, Boba Fett, uh, Vader, um, uh, and others. I'm trying to think. I think. Chewbacca may have been in the game. I don't remember. I know you could play as like a generic stormtrooper, but it was just a brawler, like a like a like a uh, like a Mortal Kombat type game. You know what I mean? Um, but with Star Wars characters, and all your moves were based on Star Wars moves. Uh, the game wasn't good, uh, but I'm such a huge Star Wars nerd, and I really like fighting games. That it was it was super cool uh, at the time. Um, have you, no. played, you guys played that one? I have not. Nope. You know, I'm not yeah. a big uh, Star Wars guy. Okay. Yeah. It, it's 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 not a great game, but I've got good memories of it. I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and I don't know. I think there's something to be said about like that that era of gaming where like anything was made, anything and everything was made into a game. Yeah. You'll never see this again, like ever. Yeah. Like that. Um, I don't know. I kind of looking back on it, it's like, yeah, kind of missed that. It, it was definitely like the Wild West. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you could afford the license, you could just put it on whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it didn't matter. They not didn't to, care. not to take off of to go too far on topic. Did you ever play the Obi Wan game of like you know the original uh, Xbox era? I don't think so. I, the other games I've played were like the Super Star Wars for the Super Nintendo. Uh, and then I played a few that were like 
on the original PlayStation, like I think it was called the Phantom Menace. It was like this this like third person action game, almost like an RPG kind of, but you didn't do any character building. Um, yeah, but I never played the Obi Wan game. The Obi Wan game was it. I was never real clear on when it was taking place because it, uh, you know, it had Obi Wan's. It, it looked like Obi Wan from the Phantom Menace, but to my knowledge, I think it was after the events of the of that movie. Okay. But yeah, sorry, not trying to sidetrack or anything. But no, that was... I'm looking it up right now. I don't. Yeah, it's just called Star Wars Obi Wan. Yep, that's, I think so. Yeah. Okay. No, I never played this. That looks interesting. That was one of the staples back to my chips uh, movie gallery. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. No, I never played that one. Um, all right. So for the my big answer for this, there's a game. It's a historical simulation game, and it's called Nobunaga's Ambition. Any does that sound familiar to either of you? Yeah, I put a ton of hours into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you no. know, I kind of like that style game, so I'm interested. All right, so this is probably one of the first in the whole genre of like turn-based strategy games ever. Um, it was the original Nobunaga's Ambition was put out in 1983 um, by Koei, which obviously I didn't play that one. Well, that explains why I haven't played that one. Yeah, but no, it's been out on literally every, almost every console. Like, it's been out for the NES, the Game Boy, the Sega Genesis, the 3DO, the Super Nintendo, the original PlayStation, Sega Saturn, PS2, PS3, Xbox 360, Wii, PSP, PS Vita, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's this, it's this, like kind of like a strategy game like a grand strategy game but it's the the cool thing is that it it is a historical simulation so like you could play through the campaign and depending on what clan you're playing this it's set in the sengoku period of, of feudal japan you basically it gives you all uh, objectives to to achieve within time limits and if you achieve the objectives you're basically playing through history um and so you can learn about all these like side characters that happened in, in the actual history of Japan. Um, you can kind of go off the rails and do like what if history. So like what if uh, Oda was killed earlier and, and uh, um, Takeda took over and it's really neat. And the one I have I've played the most of uh, is one for the original PlayStation. It was called Nobunaga's Ambition Iron Triangle. Um, and yeah, it's just, you guys know how much I, you and I, I think, are the same on this, Ryan. Uh, Mark, I know you, you're into it. I don't know if you're as into it, but I, we love the grand strategy, like conquer the world type games. Yeah, uh, I like, you know, Crusader Kings and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but um, y'all probably play them more often than I do. Yeah. Since you liked Crusader Kings, you would probably like this game. Instead of conquering the world, you're you're uniting you're you're not uniting. Jeez, us uniting feudal Japan. Um, which you guys know my feelings about that. So, yeah, we know you're all over that. <laughs> yeah, man. So this game was just right up my alley. So this this got me started early. Um, but yeah, it's it's a super cool game. Look it up. Um, I think you can get it for really cheap, the PS4 copy. Surely so. Um, let me see. Don't do Tashi. That was the newest one they put out. It's okay, but Nobunaga's Ambition Sphere of Influence uh, is available for PS4. I think that one's available for Switch, too. Um, but that that is the superior of the two. So. Wow. We've, uh, yeah, that's... we've come into a lot of unique games tonight. I yeah, think man. I think Micah would take the cake with the most uh, niche. So listen, yeah, I knew when I brought out Nobunaga's ambition, like that's <laughs> you know <laughs> there. There's only one other game like it, and it's called Romance of the Three Kingdoms, um, and it's also put out by Koei. But instead of uniting feudal Japan, you're you're uh, 
uniting uh, the warring states period of China, uh, Chinese history. So same heroes and villains that you might have seen in the Dynasty Warriors games if you played those, like uh, Cao Cao and uh, Lu Bu and Lu Bei and, and all of them. Uh, they're in that game. But uh, yeah, I've always preferred the, the Japanese history. Oh, cool. That's it. That's all I got. Yep. Well, guys, well, it's been a pretty good, pretty good uh, little bonus episode here. Yeah. Yeah. Some good discussion, good conversation. A little bit go of back and, Go back and see if I can find some of those games you guys talked about. And at least, if I can't find a copy of them, at least see if there's a uh, like gameplay video on YouTube to check out. Oh, you know there is. Something for everything, man. It's the rule of the internet, unfortunately. All right, guys. Well, um, we appreciate you being a patron. Um, thank you for supporting us. Hope you continue to do so and continue to enjoy these bonus level episodes. Yeah, and uh, reach out. Send us, uh, send us, uh, you know, things that you might want to hear in a bonus episode or uh, something you want to hear you want to hear covered in a regular episode, and we'll definitely try to fit that in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Talk to you in a bit. Hello and welcome to the bonus level of the Digital Theory Podcast. Uh, thank you for being a patron of the show and we're super excited to do these for you guys. And so we'll roll out with another short little bonus episode. Um, we've got a unique topic for everybody today. Um, so I'm just going to pose a question to the guys and we'll, we'll open it up and see where it goes. It's going to be interesting. Um, so the question is, do you usually take the good path or the evil path in a video game? And mm. explain that. What, what makes you make that decision? Um, and I can go ahead and start uh, while you guys think on it, if you'd like. Um, but basically for me, it depends on the game. Um, and it also depends on the mood. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that for sure. Um. Yeah, it really just depends on the game. I mean, like, for instance, in, like, Watch Dogs Legion that we talked about on the show a while back when we first got the PS5, you know, you can go either way on that one. And um, so I went kind of the good path um, just because I felt like that was the right decision in that world. Um, but if I'm in something like like a Grand Theft Auto setting, I'm going bad, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. But you know, you're a criminal. Yeah. Uh, you have to go bad. Um, but you can't really go good in Grand Theft Auto unless you're just driving around. But like, I go hardcore in that game. <laughs> like, I'm running people over. But uh, typically, if there's a good option, I tend to lean towards that overall. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Ah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's a good question. It really is. Um, yeah, I can. I think I'm I can attempt. Hear, I'm curious to hear your guys' take, and then I, I'll come back to it and see. You know, like I said, I'm just opening it up. I, I think I lean more towards good. I can go well, ahead and yeah, go jump ahead, Ben. Um, I think for me, Ryan, it's kind of similar to what you're saying. It kind of depends on the game. Um, for me, it all depends on who the protagonist is. Like, at the, the first game that came to my mind um, was the PS3 game. And, I mean, I had a game on the PS4. Uh, Infamous. Do you guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, so, for, for me, I mean, Cole's a pretty likable guy in that game. Um so I had to go good, man. I couldn't have people hate my boy Cole. You know what I mean? Um, but, even though but, the red lightning looks sick. So let me pose the question to you. Why do you think you went? Like, why do you go that way? I think it's... I, See? I don't know. I, I think uh, I think a part of it might be I put myself in the protagonist's shoes, uh, depending on how immersive the game is. Um, You know, some of the NPCs in games, too, you know, you just like them so much that you can't at least I can't bring myself to, you know, 
kill him or betray him. Um, I don't know. I think for me, a lot of it is I, I, I have to, I, I put myself in the protagonist's shoes. I mean, like you said, like uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto, of course, I'm going to do all the, do all the evil things I can. Uh, but in a game where like you actually have the choice and your choices yeah. affect the outcome of the game. Yeah. I usually go nine times out of 10, I'm going good. Um, because I, I, I feel like it's the right thing to do, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. But also, <laughs> the odd thing is I'll get like halfway through a game I'm playing where I'm going the good route and I'm like, yeah, but I really want to kill that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And, or like, I really want to steal that. And I know it'll have an impact on like, you know, the ratio that I'm going with. So that it's a tough one. Yeah. If, it, if, uh, if I'm going good and I commit like a, a bad act, I have to like rationalize a bit. Yeah, but I made 23 good choices. One bad choice isn't going <laughs> to, you know, leave them, you know, they're not going to think about God any differently. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. I already know. I think I already know the answer for Micah. Really? I do. I think. Okay. What, what is I, it? I think you're going to go good. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, I think you, I, I can see you as the hero kind of role. Like that's yeah. what you want to play. Yeah, the first time I play, I always go good. And it's weird. It's because I feel guilty. Yeah. Like, I feel legitimately guilty doing something evil, you know? Even if I, even though I know it's it's nonsense, right? It's, it's just a game. Um, however, my second playthrough of that game, I go evil. And I commit. Um, I commit to just every choice to make just cause as much pain and destruction as I possibly can. And what's interesting is that I feel, I feel better. Like I feel like I've accomplished something productive when I play that good guy role. You know what I mean? But the playthroughs where I'm evil, I have more fun. Um, and I don't know why that is. I think it's because it's always it's always fun to play the bad guy. The bad guy is always a much more interesting character to me in like movies and and uh, plays and 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 books. Um, so the second playthrough, I go evil and I have more fun. However, I have to I have to like work myself up into doing that. And the best example I can give you, I don't know if you guys have played this game. But it's the um, Knights of the Old Republic uh, MMO. Um, and playing a Sith character, just making Sith choices, I can I have an easier time doing that because I've already created a character who, based on their origin, they're already the enemy, right? They're already the bad guy. It's harder for me to take an ambiguous character and make them evil. Well, it's like... Um sticking with that you know knights of the old republic gives you the choice right um yeah i mean i'm i i'm gonna go jedi just i like the jedi uh but i think that one also could i mean that one could come down to personal preference whether you like jedi or the sith better um might have impact your gameplay more so than you know just making the good choices right i guess yeah Um, it's just did you guys ever play the first Red Dead game? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, that game you're supposed to be kind of a bad guy, um, but I I played that game. I, I maxed out like your fame and um, your honor. Yeah, I maxed yeah, both of those honor. out the first yeah. time I played it. Um, I just, I mean, I just liked John Marston too dang much to 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 put a stain on his name. See, I'm a hundred percent with you on that because. Even though I've played that game multiple times, I've never been a bad guy as John Marston. Because yeah, I Jack. feel like him as a character, that's not him, you know? Yep. Yep. It's Same with Geralt in, in The Witcher. I've never played him as like a straight up heartless person who just makes money and, and demands money from these poor people if he has the option of like, you know, lowering the fee or doing something for free. That just doesn't that doesn't fit my understanding of his character. So I always do the the charitable thing. I think it's very interesting that we all lean towards the good side and we don't really know why 
you know what I mean? Like initially. Right. And then it's kind of like, um, okay, well maybe this is why I do it. You know what I mean? I read an article that said 97% of gamers pick the good path. Um, and the article I read, like, kind of asked, like, why would, why, why do game directors or developers even give us the choice to go bad? Um, and basically, the whoever they were interviewing basically said, I mean, it, 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 it create. I don't really remember how she worded it, but I mean, basically, the point that they give us, they, they give us um, the path is because why not? Yeah, yeah I feel like I that mean, gives just, it a more immersive feel. Like, yeah. I have the option to do this. Whereas if it was just, for example, granted Auto, that's my only option is bad. I mean, I've seen mods online where you can do like the police side of that. Yeah. By the way, that's a fantastic mod to play. Just that's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> I imagine that would be kind of interesting. Like it is fun, but I don't have it on PC. So, uh, but you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You know, games where it just sets you up to be one thing, they're fine and they're great. Um, yeah. But just giving you that option just makes it more immersive. Like, oh, what do I want to be? You know? Mm-hmm. One game I think that kind of takes us as from an interesting angle um, is Tyranny. Because you're, yeah. you're kind of supposed to be the bad guy, but you kind of have the choice. I mean, you could stick being the bad guy or you have the choice to kind of be a good guy. Um, and I haven't finished the game. Uh, but I've I've definitely been playing as a good guy. This, interestingly, I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot about this game. This is the only game that I've ever played through my first playthrough as an evil character. Um, and they went back and played as a hero the second time. Um, and it's like you said, it's because it kind of sets you up as, oh, you're already kind of a, a douche. So you know, just continuing doing that doesn't feel wrong to me. Uh, plus, it, it's kind of cool to feel like you're the hand of vengeance for this Dark Lord. Yeah, you kind of do get the... Uh, it's it's definitely a very... It takes a very unique angle, I think, yeah. from because you don't start as a... Uh, I mean, level-wise, you start as a you know bottom of the totem pole, but from the story angle, you are not pretty, some unknown guy. high up there, yeah. You kind of got a reputation. Um, but yeah, that I think that game is one of the few that it kind of starts, uh, it kind of flips the whole thing on its head, I think. And really interesting. Like you said, I mean, it kind of changed up the way you approached it. Yeah, I mean, I just felt right being wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's, that's, the, that's what felt correct to that character. Um, and I'll, I will say that's it's it is one of the f- most fun story-wise experiences I've had in a while. Just kind of being merciless, and also I went for those of you who've played the game. Uh, I sided with the Scarlet Chorus, who were just like this crazy, like murderous horde of criminals. Uh, I sided with them and just kind of embraced that too. So it was it was fully a chaotic evil playthrough. Um, which was fun, but uh, yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird that you, we get that guilt from just digital constructs in a game. I'll tell you right now, if the evil option is to ever kill a dog, never will take that option. Oh yeah, I would never do that. Uh, uh, even if it's a digital dog, bro, I'm yeah. saving the dog. <laughs> yeah. I'll kill a digital child that. before I kill a digital dog. Yeah, I've yeah that. That was a game that I played where I, I had to kill a dog like attacking me. Might have been The Last of Us, and I felt so bad. I was like, it's not this <laughs> dog's fault. Like it's just yep. doing its thing. It's just being a dog, man. Yeah. I blame the people. They yep. trained it to do this, and I have to kill this dog. Dude, uh going back to the podcast, I was kind of pissed that Blooper team gave me a I would have rather been alone in the Blair Witch Woods than have a dog. <laughs> Because you just the whole time you're like, yeah, this dog's probably going to die. Yeah, I have to worry about my dog. Yep, he's on a leash. It's kind of pissed that they gave me a dog. I was like, dude, give me another human. I don't care if they die or make me be alone, but don't give me a dog. They did that on purpose, dude. They did that specifically to manipulate emotions. Yep, Yep. that's pulling on the heartstrings. Yeah, specific. 
because I mean, you've gotten so it, numb to people dying in video games, right? But think about it; it also wouldn't work if it was a cat. You'd be like, "Well, screw this cat! Like this cat isn't doing anything. This cat offers me nothing." Yep. It just looks at me and licks its butthole. That's all this cat's doing. And the cat would probably side with the Blair Witch at the end. Of uh, yeah, it, you know, it's its own brand for that cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's been very eye-opening bonus episode here. Yeah. Well, the good thing is we're all on the same page, and like, you know, one of us isn't some like closet psychopath. psychopath. Yeah, yeah, closeted <laughs> criminal, you know, mastermind. Uh, I think it's very interesting the psychology behind it. That's very interesting. Kind of gives me hope for humanity i mean y'all all you ever hear i mean of course the news is biased and not to go down that path but you know what i mean y'all it feels like yeah. I'll, you know if it bleeds it leads but yeah you kind of kind of get warped to believe that everything everywhere is just going wrong um yeah. well i i do think that that mentality for you know video games is the negative impact that it causes yeah no way no one talks about the fact that like you said 97 percent of people do the right thing in a video game when they when there's literally no reward for doing the right thing like you can do whatever you want um, yeah but 97 percent of people are driven to do the right thing i think that i think that does say a lot about uh, maybe humanity but maybe just you know the people who play games in general um mm -hmm. so i don't know it's kind of a kind of a nice way to look at it and then there's that three percent who are just jerks we we knew that they were there anyway. Yeah, probably the three percent are uh, the people you don't you wouldn't trust, anyways. <laughs> They're shifty. You have them yeah, shifty yeah. eyes. <laughs> Unless one of our listeners or patrons is one of that three percent, then we love you. Yeah, there's always exceptions to yeah, the rules. There's so. always an exception, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, been good stuff. That was a fun yeah. topic. Great question great question all right well we'll do it again soon i guess right hey Absolutely. sounds like next week it's a date yep see y'all there all right see ya bye hey nerds and welcome to bonus level episode seven this is Micah, and I am going to pose the question uh, this this time to the fellas. Guys, you ready? Here we go. All right. Let's hear so, it. If you could create a crossover of two games, which one would you want to most see and why? Mark, you want to start? You want me to start? You guys, you start it. Take it away. You want me to start it? Okay. Yeah. I think, and this might be kind of cheating, but if they could do a Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones crossed over with something like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of Game of Thrones games out there, and there's a couple really good Lord of the Rings games out there. Um, if I could just explore like Westeros slash Essos or just Middle Earth to that scale, um, kind of form, form my own adventures, uh, kind of you know, come across quests as I come across them, I, I think I could put a lot of time into something like that. That's a good one. I yeah. have a very similar answer. So that's right. fantastic. Keep going. I'd love to see a uh, Game of Thrones um, open world RPG. Um, where you could pledge your loyalty to a house and, and you know, fight through the war. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a mod that you can kind of do that so, now with uh, uh, Mount and Blade. Um, but I'd love to see a full-fledged official game. Not to uh, veer off from the question too much, but do you have a house in mind that you would pledge to, Micah? Oh, dude, 100%. Uh, I'm a Targaryen. I'm all about... I'm all about Stark. burning people. Just you don't want to listen? Okay, cool. Beat them to the dragons. Mad King Micah. Yeah, man.
and all. Uh, look, in that type of world, you got solid answer like, though. You do you get dragons. And my thing is like that's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Westeros. It's if you're if you're if you're too gentle, man, you kind of get just ran all over. I think uh, you know if they did if they did a style game like that with Game of Thrones, giving you the option to also take the black and that being a storyline as well, that would be yeah, cool. That would be. Yep, yeah, I'd love that. I would definitely rip off Jon Snow. I would be Jon Snow Jr. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my most wanted crossovers. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. What about you, Mr. Ryan? Well, I think we're all going to go for some sort of RPG open world with something. How did you know? I mean, I think that's just that's just how this is going to work. Um, so it's only fair that uh, in a previous bonus episode, um, I was I said that I would want to live in the Pokemon world. Um, so I'm actually going to combine Pokemon with like a Red Dead Redemption or and possibly Grand Theft Auto because I want to explore an open world Pokemon, but more realistic. Like I, I'm not wanting as much anime. Does that make sense? So you don't want the wild Pokemon to faint. You want to see them die in a in a bloody battle to the death. Well, no, I just want to be exploring like a, a legit <laughs> world. You know what I mean? And stumble upon yeah. like more realistic Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking for more of a realistic experience. That would be cool. I um, could do that. Seeing something like the the textures, the, the you know, like the poke the, the Pokemon could look like if it was. Yeah, uh, like Ryan said, like you know, get get the Red Dead Two graphics going on it. Yeah, so like I know this new Pokemon Legends game's coming out, and that looks really cool, um, open world RPG Pokemon game. But I'm looking for something, if I could, something more, you know, graphical, enhanced. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree that. That's that one of the cool. things that kind of pulls me out. Like, as much as I love this game, and I don't take this as me saying I, I dislike this game at all, um, but Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, I mm -hmm. feel like I would have enjoyed that game even more than I already did had it had it been uh, a little bit more realistic looking and and less cartoony. And I, I, I could say the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So basically, you know, say it's not Pokemon. Say you did Legends of Zelda and you yeah. mixed it with, you know, something like, you know, wide open, larger scale, high graphic game. That would be pretty incredible as well. Because even when you play like on the Switch, the new Zelda games, they still have that animation to it. And that's great for those games, but it would be neat to have something similar but better. Right. Yep. I agree. I agree. I'm just not a, I'm just not a fan of, of that art style. So, um, I mean, I am when, when it's, if I'm watching something like if I'm watching an anime, then yeah, I want to see it like that. But if I'm playing a game, I prefer, I prefer more real realism in my games. And I, yeah. And I understand that, that, that is the, that type of game. I get that. And right. those games work. They do. Um, and that's what's made them so popular. But how cool would it be to have both options? Yeah, exactly. Like the people yep. who enjoy that can do that or the people who enjoy both even. Yeah, I would love it. We have the technology. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we have the technology. We can build him back better, I mean, stronger. Mark's riding in a spaceship in VR, you know, so. That's, that's true. So it can be done. Where there is a will, there is a way, and there are there are wallets that will open to that idea. And that is, unfortunately, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, unfortunately, <laughs> this will probably never happen since uh, Nintendo holds the license of some of these like great games, like oh. you know, Legend of Zelda with its world and everything. Yeah. But we can dream. We can dream. Yep, we sure can. Yep, I agree with you, Mark. I think it's going nowhere, but if I get to mix them, I'm doing it. Exactly.
Yep, one hundred percent. Ryan's cocktail here that he would like. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with that. <laughs> uh, about you, right. what about you, Micah? Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess what did I'm you uh, What did you decide to land on here? So, all right, I had a lot of I had a lot of ideas floating around in my head, um, but I I ended up settling on uh, something that. It, it shouldn't surprise anyone. Um, I would love and uh, for them to mix, and you probably go. You could probably guess one of them. I'm not gonna do it. Okay, uh, I thought you guys would would have already pointed it out. You already, you all know it's coming. We know uh, one yep. of them is Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, I'd want them to. I want to take the the kind of the world building and the combat and. Uh, playing as an individual person from Ghost of Tsushima and merge it with something like uh, Total War Shogun or uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, where you start off as just a retainer of samurai, right? But you're playing it as a third person um, character uh, and you're participating in like being a, a, like a bodyguard for the local lord. You eventually are given a promotion where you become like the head of the village. Uh, you can work your way up and get a promotion and, and be assigned to the castle. Uh, you can work your way up and get a promotion to be you know, in charge of like a detachment of cavalry or a detachment of foot soldiers. Uh, eventually work your way up to commanding the, the branch of the army and then finally commanding your old castle. Uh, something like that I think would be amazing. Well, yeah, I knew Micah, you were going to I might have go some there. good news for you. Okay, what's what's the good news? You may have heard of this game, but have you heard of Pathfinder Kingmaker? Yes. Yes. And that is the exact okay, so type that, of game. That was going to be where I pointed you. Yeah, that that is exactly the type of game that I'm talking about. Um, and, and but more, but less of like the the turn based combat, more of like the Ghost of Tsushima style combat. Um, where it's like third person action. Right. But yeah, that's exactly the type of game I'm talking about. But in like feudal Japan or in Westeros uh, or in Middle Earth. I mean, we could, you could branch it out into a whole bunch of different um, time periods and settings. Um, I, I will say my you honorable mention. For, uh... Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I was going to say uh, you could throw some tyranny in there if you, uh, if you went with. Middle Earth, you could be working for Sauron. Exactly. Uh, working for Saruman. Um, yeah, I'd love that. Um, my my runner-up, though, the, this is and this is why I couldn't decide or had a really hard time deciding between the two and which one I was going to say was my main answer. Uh, but my very close second would be a mix between Red Dead Redemption 2 and Star Wars, where you were a bounty hunter <laughs> who went to like these backwater planets and hunted people down. That would be pretty wild. Yeah, I'd love yep. that. We almost had that game too, um, and then EA had to ruin my life. Well, what did you expect? No, that one still hurts to think about. It is EA, exactly. Yep, but I miss when they were just making James Bond games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, the James Bond studio just got sold, by the way. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, MGM was sold to, was it Amazon? It was. So that's kind of that's kind of a big, big deal. Mm. Amazon, man. Yeah. Growing. Yeah, they bought MGM Studios for eight heard, though, that, four or five billion that, uh, dollars. I didn't realize MGM was like on the verge of bankruptcy. It's crazy. I mean, they're the ones who produced the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, it's sad times, man. I don't want to see theaters, you know, disappear. Right. Hey, there might be a, a future out there for them, though. You know, start running theaters out as like giant game rooms. You can have like, you know, sports matches and stuff up on there. Exactly. Concerts. Um, I I would definitely go. I would pay like a $10 ticket to go and watch a UFC match on a big screen in a the theater. 
I'd love that. Yeah, I, I would do that as well. Um, and the the uh, you know the, the fellow people that you're there with a little bit better quality than you know you'd get at some like sports bar. So yeah, because those events actually pretty pricey. Right. Exactly. But well, guys, those are good answers. Yeah. Uh, good question. I enjoyed good it. Good answers. Yeah. I thought we lost Mark for a minute. His it says his network's doing some weird things. Oh really? I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> I like to keep. I like to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. In suspense. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Maybe uh, we'll speak these into existence since we tend to have that impact. We need. We just need to keep that going. So something has to happen this week so that we can continue to feel like we're we're having an impact. <laughs> well, well we'll keep an eye out on the news and surely something will exactly all right guys well uh i hope you enjoyed this bonus level uh thank you so much for your continued support uh on patreon uh we love you and uh, we love doing this so uh you are you're making us uh super happy uh this is this is doing more than we ever imagined so uh, we appreciate it Absolutely. Have a good one. Talk to you in a bit. Hey, welcome to the bonus level. This is the conversation after the podcast. Uh, This is going to be bonus level eight. And if you guys listened to the podcast that released at the same time as as this, uh, you will know that what we're doing is a live reaction uh, that Mark is going to give us. Um, with a trailer he has not yet seen for Bramble, King of the Forest, or excuse me, Bramble, King of the Mountain, right? King of the Mountain, right? Um, yes. Let's see. The Mountain King. The Mountain King. Mountain King. Sorry, Bramble, the Mountain King. Um, so, Mark, you're going to watch this trailer on Steam. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So it it is the same trailer. So if you guys want to watch along with Mark, um, just uh, pull up Bramble, the Mountain King trailer on youtube or steam or whatever and mark before you hit play why don't you give us a countdown from three so if they want to time it to kind of watch and see what you're seeing in in real time they can all right here we go three two one playing all right what are you seeing uh, he is measuring himself. Okay. Amongst other things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now he's walking through some water. Okay. This kid's got a lot going on. Yeah. I'm still committed that Mark's going to like this game. Oh, I'm sure I'll definitely be playing it. The scale of things looks interesting. Wow. Okay, water does not look to be trifled with. What's going on now? 2022 wish list now. <laughs> wow. So what got me about this in this trailer, right? Was the fact that you got this kid with like these dead eyes stabbing someone like 20 some times over. Yeah. Um... And, and not just like stabbing them, but like stabbing them with, full blood spray like all over the kid <laughs> with no remorse right this dead eyes yeah that's what i was more surprised that mark didn't get more of a reaction on that yeah mark well, I, I did, i'm worried I didn't about know, that, uh, I, I didn't know how much reaction i should give as far as giving it away to if anyone was watching it along oh i oh. mean i think 
I'll tell you what, the thing that I think I liked the best was the kid running across the lily pads and that girl just like coming up out of the water. Yeah, the girl from the grudge just popped yeah, up yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, man, that that actually uh kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. It this game looks like I said, it it's it's creepy, but it's also like a step beyond creepy. Like yeah, something it's unsettling. Yeah, very unsettling. And yeah. I, I and what about that like monster towards the middle of it where he's just like waving? Yeah, the yeah, troll? that looks freaky. Yeah, yeah. Do the music though on point? Oh, for sure, for sure. And you know anything like we've talked about this before, but anything set in like Scandinavia is always going to have kind of that dark vibe to it anyway. Yep. Um, that dark, creepy, everything is dangerous vibe. This kid gives me like link from legend of zelda vibes if we got to see more of like the stuff that link sees how it affected him right it's like a, it's like it's like a fever dream playing as link right what's what's interesting though and, and maybe maybe i'll just ask you guys this before i i ramble for a minute but based on the trailer wh- i mean what do you guys think this game is about like just based on this trailer <sighs> um it seems to me to be a like open world. Are you, are you I got more. That vibe? A, I got more of a platformer vibe. Really? See, that's the thing. I can't figure out which one it is. You know what I mean? I will say on under the mature content description for Steam, it says throughout the game you'll meet and defeat monsters in the form of bosses. These scenes will be violent and bloody. Some of these monsters may have human traits, but all are monsters and creatures in Nordic folklore. In addition, you'll be able to see dead creatures or animals in magical forests. These create storytelling around the trolls' everyday life. Some fantasy car- creatures have bodies that resemble the human shape, but sometimes they appear semi-nude or wearing revealing clothing. So, I wonder if it, I wonder if uh, if it's kind of like uh, the big friendly giant. Maybe that big troll is actually your friend. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can see that. Interesting so, point. Yeah. Another thing that I thought is like how different his room is compared to like the world he's exploring, right? So, and maybe I'm thinking too deeply into this, but do you, it almost seems like it could be dealing with like, like some sort of trauma or mental illness or like PTSD. You know, like, cause it's, yeah. he's, he's, it, what he looks like when he's stabbing this figure over and over again, that does not look like a fantasy creature. That looks like the woman that he's talking to under that stone archway. Like, is that his mom? Is it his sister? Like, what is, like, what's going on with that? Yeah, this, uh, this is very interesting. <clears throat> Definitely one I will end up getting for sure. Uh, I love a good, weird, horror game that kind of goes off the beaten path yeah I, I think you found it right here man this i think so certain weird um yeah yeah 20 2022 holds all of our answers well we said that about 2021 we were hoping yeah, for. we were wrong about that and you see how micah's uh <laughs> yeah we were 100 we were wrong on that like it's already started <laughs> You know, not great. So, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, Bramble won't be delayed. I'm not sure yeah. how many people they got working on that game over there, but uh, yeah, so, it looks like a, it's made by a pretty small studio. Yeah, I just clicked on the um, developer Dimfrost Studio. They have one other game, and it looks kind of creepy too. What is it called? It's called A Writer finds its oh a writer and his daughter interesting two dollars yeah i mean it just oh that's a it says it requires that game requires vr uh, yeah on PC. but if you just like i'm just looking at the screenshots i don't know that it's like a creepy game or anything it just kind of gives me that vibe a writer and his daughter yes look this up it looks interesting uh, apparently, apparently that's the first part of a trilogy. Hmm. It's puzzle solving with an adventure fairy tale. 
or you're the hero. I know. I feel like Bramble might be their. Uh, yeah. <laughs> might be their, what takes it home. Though is, uh, the writer and his daughter says, uh, I can't read the whole thing here, but it says, a young girl discovers a magical fairy tale world and has decided which world she wants to stay in. So it almost is like they're taking. It's almost like they're taking fairy tales that we're familiar with, but presenting the, the traditional way that they should have been told, right? Like, fairies aren't aren't creatures that go around helping people. Like in in traditional belief, fairies their whole purpose is to trap you in their world so they can feed off. Um, so it's almost like they're they're taking like the grim fairy tale stance on like making games which which is pretty cool that is pretty cool um in fact uh tolkien had a whole lot to say about fairies uh so it'd be kind of interesting to see it from that perspective and the perspective that he kind of talked about right yeah well i don't have vr so one of you guys is gonna (laughs) have to like take the plunge here well we discussed it in the episode earlier that um Mark has not picked his up lately. So That's true. This is a perfect opportunity. That's true. We'll see what happens. It, add it to your list of fifteen, Mark. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that is that has grown to seventeen. Like it's gone the it's gone the wrong way. <laughs> what's, two, what's two more dollars? <laughs> yeah, what's two more dollars? Yeah, I mean, you bought maximum football. You can That's buy this. True. One. Yeah, I can't get much worse than maximum football. Well, don't say that because <laughs> yeah, Drew, I'll find something. Yeah. Interesting, <clears throat> but yeah, Bramble looks like a really good game. Yeah, we'll have to keep our eye out for any additional trailers or updates on that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I'll play that immediately, though. I think that might be one I just watch. To be honest with you, <laughs> like uh, until I figure out what in the world is going on with it. Um, hey, you know my, you know me. I'm not. That's not a game for me. Well, here's the thing. Here, this is something I forgot to mention uh, earlier in the episode, and, and uh, it kind of makes sense to talk about it now since we're discussing this horror game. But Ryan, you have the opportunity to join Mark and myself in playing through the medium because it's coming to PS5. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, they oh, just cool. announced that like a day, a day ago or two days ago, maybe. Um, When's it coming? Uh, let me Google that for you real quick. Okay. Well, I mean, that's one of those games that I would. I mean, you guys have talked it up pretty good, so I definitely check it out. Coming in September. It's definitely worth at least uh, trying out, Ryan. Um, Especially seeing how the PS5 handles the uh, interest, the kind of split gameplay that that game is like. That's like the main feature. Seeing how that the PS5 handles it versus the Series X. Right. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. uh trying to figure out what the price is going to be oh and you know uh while you look for that micah did you guys see that cyberpunk's coming back to the playstation store yep very quick actually too june 25th. yeah like, uh, yep what's crazy though is in the article sony has warned people that it's still going to have issues on a base ps4 so so they they basically told people to make sure you try to play it on a pro that's crazy yeah what if they just had to find an agreement eventually? I'm sure. I'm sure they were just like, look, it is what it is. Uh, if you don't put this game back on PSN, we will not sell The Witcher 4 on PlayStation. That's, <laughs> I don't that would... know if they'd say that. But... <laughs> just shoot themselves in the foot again. Yeah, exactly. Sony's like, okay. Sony's like, fine. <laughs> Uh, we'll just buy that IP from you. Um, it looks like the standard PS5 version of the medium will cost $49. Mm. Which, Ryan, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't know if it's worth $49.99. Yeah. Don't worry. It'll go on sale soon. Yeah. I uh, would definitely say $20. Yeah. $19.99, I'm cool with. $29.99 is, is pushing it. I, yeah. I don't think I'd pay $30. But $20, I'd pay. Well, yeah. We'll give it some time. Surely it'll drop. Some yep. sale will go on. Yep, definitely. Well, guys, this has been fun doing this little bonus episode. I, I was expecting expecting a little bit more from Mark on the uh, 
Sorry to disappoint. See, that makes me worry about Mark. Like, Mark has been so desensitized <laughs> that some like, adolescent child stabbing his sister to death with a glowing sword, CSI style, just didn't do it for him. You yeah. guys don't know what I've seen, what I've done. <laughs> Mark's got the thousand yards stare in his eyes. Oh. Uh, but yeah. All I got. Thank you. Uh, hey, thank you, patrons, um, for uh, the support. Uh, you're the reason why we can make these bonus episodes, so we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good day. Talk to you in a bit.